And um, that kind of fueled me to, you know what? I'm gonna work really hard so that one day I can retire my parents, give them what they need uh, so they can enjoy, enjoy their life as well. Um, so that fueled me uh, to keep driving change and keep driving improvement and progress. Uh, because at the end of the day, they came to this country for opportunities. They came to this, to this country to uplift our own generation so we can for impact for many families out there that come from a similar background as me. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's funny. We, we have a very similar um, backgrounds and, and, and stories and journeys because I'm, I'm first-generation American. My parents came over. Excuse me. My parents came over from uh, Israel. Mm. My mother's a, a, a Holocaust survivor. So she escaped uh, Nazi uh, Europe uh, and she made her way to Israel. And uh, my father uh, was born in Israel before Israel became Israel. Um, uh, and, um, and, and when, and they came here, you know, my, my parents aren't, uh, you know, my mother barely graduated high school. I don't she didn't graduate high school. My father didn't graduate the sixth grade, but there was something about them that they you know, they had this thing where, you know, we want a better life, like you said, for our families, for our children, right? We want them to prosper, not worry about the struggles that we have, give them a better life. And it's amazing when you have that that goal, that passion, that that vision for something that is bigger than you, what it can do for you. That's correct. Right? That is correct. So tell us about, you know, you, who you were before you became this real estate tycoon, before you became this, you know, entrepreneur who helps other entrepreneurs, um, you know, achieve life. And, and you've got a huge goal, right? Tell us about your goal. My goal is to impact 1 billion people around the world mm -hmm. and, and how do you plan technology. on doing that <laughs> i'm gonna do that through technology real estate and of course you those listeners out there because the vision is big and i can't do it myself but we can do it together so tell us more about this vision tell us more about your plan right yeah you start out in tech why you know what's technology real estate how you put it all together so it's funny um my whole life i guess in the past 10 years um you know i've jumped to different types of uh, uh, industries, but within the business development role, working in tech. And most of my friends and people who know me uh, have always thought of me as jack of all trades and master of none. But uh, they don't really know what was uh, the story behind it and why I did these certain things um, in my 20s and you know coming up to where I'm now. And basically my, my model, my, my strategy was kind of learn from different types of employers what to do what not to do gain those skill sets uh gain those experience yeah ronaldo and i are both in bad weather right now folks so excuse us we're having some technical difficulties with uh internet and wi-fi and whatnot um but it is something that everyone has to have in business which is passion which is your why yes we're back yes <laughs> yes the why is the most important thing uh it what motivates you to get up every morning it wakes you up when you are sad when you're depressed when you're suffering um that's that's the only reason <laughs> that really picks you up and uh most people who go through this entrepreneurship road 
they have to accept it that it's a lonely road and suffering and crying and being depressed is part of it there's no happy journey i mean from all the books i read from entrepreneurs mentors we all go through the same thing so i always try to advise people that if you're going through this entrepreneurship or this new business venture expect it expect it and you're not going to sleep that much and you know they say oh trying to accept this nine to five rat race well guess what if you're, you're going to work in your dream it's going to be eight to eight <laughs> or 24 7. from when um, i wake up to when i go to sleep that's right i mean <laughs> i work from literally 7 30 a.m to 10 p.m at night uh, just to get my dreams up there because oh, it takes it takes time it takes work and people only see the the front end the success but they don't see the back end uh on how to make that happen how to build that you see um so you know i'm 33 like i mentioned but all these years this past 10 years i've been doing a lot of that like 40 to 60 hours a week has been a norm for me and it's come to a point where if i'm just if i'm, if I'm just doing one thing i get bored easily and i feel weird if i'm not working more than 40 hours it just feels really weird um but uh, it's a beautiful thing because now i'm seeing all the seeds that i planted you know it's all you know growing up to a, a beautiful flower fruition you know what i mean but uh it's great okay so how i'm doing that right okay so real estate um i'm working on 3d printing now for those folks out there listening to 3d printing uh or what that is yeah we've seen cups we've seen plates but i'm working on building houses buildings out of 3d printing machines with robotic arms uh which yeah there's a company called icon that's doing that i know them very well and i'm connected with them as well um doing great things down the south and um yeah there's several providers worldwide like 26 27 and they keep popping up which is great which means adoption is increasing uh but uh, for those folks that don't know who icon is google them uh, youtube them amazing amazing uh people down there so look uh, man, I'm, I'm 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 looking to build my house let's let's uh let's do a a 3d print let's go man two <laughs> floors four thousand square feet come on i let's go right now i'll knock my house down tomorrow we'll do it I'm working on it. I mean, there's always politics in the US. What's that mean? I mean, building codes, right? Meeting those building codes, uh, the union workers. I mean, all these certain things that, you know, right now we're, we're kind of going through it. Uh, we're partnering up with different universities uh, to kind of update this public policy, international code, building code, get people on board, educate them. Uh, Cause you know, it takes time. People don't see it, but when there's a new technology being introduced, you got to do the work, you do the research, the analytical, the data, the case studies, the feasibility set. No one sees that, but all that work is happening on the back end so that we can have a better uh, creative future down the road. And that's what I'm going through right now. But um, I'm working on two projects right now in Massachusetts. No one knows about it. Haha. But uh, soon I'll publish it um, on social media uh, once we uh, have it built. But yeah, that's what I'm working on on uh, 3D printing is the future of construction. Uh, America's behind in building. Many families are left out in the streets. Um, there's no affordable rents, affordable place to live, and that sucks. And you know, coming from someone who has you know traveled to Florida, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, I mean, across America, seeing many films in the street is so sad. And the government's really, I think they, they can do a lot better job than what they're doing now. Uh, they should be supporting a lot more of these businesses that are trying to create creative ideas. Um, but I can tell you, with these type of robots, it's going to speed up production. Speed up production. That's the goal. So I think that's one way up, uh, up production and and reduce cost. Oh, tremendously! So less reduce cost and time, yeah. right? So so you'll be able to go into third world countries and give people 
homes for a fraction of the price, a fraction of the time, and now you're giving them you're giving them dignity, you're giving them hope, you're giving them you know something to look forward to. You're 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 igniting uh, a passion or something inside them that uh, that no one else can do. That's right. I already have demand in Peru and Mexico, uh, other countries. They they want this, but it's like you know. <laughs> Uh, it's tough to do everything at the same time. Uh, so we're building these case studies, this research, so that when I go to JV partners throughout the world, we have things to show. We have research. We have numbers. Because I've worked with governments in Mexico and the U.S., and they all want to see proof. They want to see numbers. want to see statistics, um, all this stuff. So that's what we're working on so we can help other people around the world. But you got it, man. Less waste, less labor, faster, efficient, self, uh, self I can't say the word, self-efficient, it's all green. It's where we're going. It's all green, folks. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. So that's fantastic. So that's how you're combining technology and real estate. Yes. So that's one way I'm uh, impacting many lives. The second way is through a for-profit business called Impact Annex. Now, check this one out. Um, through business school, through all my business experience and worldwide, what I learned is that many business people is about push, 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 sell, sell, sell all your products and services and kind of don't really care about the person. And that's that's sad. And I can't speak about everybody, but the majority of businesses, they put a lot of pressure on salespeople. And um, I'm trying to deliver a message of give before you receive. Mm -hmm. So what we do at Impact then is that for a for-profit, we create a philanthropic arm to the for-profit and we call this a digital nonprofit, leading with education. So what that means is that rather than then pushing people to buy your products and services and pitching it, why not educate people on how you help them? Educate people on the products, on the services, educate them on the pain points that you're trying to solve. Because at the same time, as an owner of a business, you're the smartest in the room. Why not share what you know up here to the public? And then once they're educated, service them with your for-profit. You know, So there's many tax incentives to that, having a for-profit or non-profit. You uh, meet your charity goals. You you know, hit your financial bottom line. But the most important thing what we do here is we position a Google grant to the nonprofit called the Google nonprofit grant. And basically that gives you $120,000 of ad credit yearly. So it's a lifetime grant to advertise your organization. Wow. Google okay. grant. Google right. grant. Google nonprofit grant. Wow. They've been around since 03, this type of program. And uh, you have to be a 501c3 status, which we help you achieve that, guaranteed. And we guarantee the, the grant as well. Uh, and that's the one that we specialize in. And uh, I mean, just think about what you can do with 10000 per month of ad credit for Google to advertise oh your business. Oh, my God. That's huge. For that's a lifetime. Huge. That is so huge. If we can spread that good, create more nonprofits, educate more people, we're going to have better economies. We're going to create more new jobs. We're going to kind of uh, teach the younger generation about what it really means to be a business owner and what the impact you can do in your community by just being a philanthropist, by educating people on what you know already. So we're spreading that good. You see? That's amazing. That's, that's, that's some serious work you get. You got, uh, you got your hands uh, around, yeah. huh? <laughs> yes, that's for sure. But you know, they say nothing, uh, nothing worth doing comes easy. Right. That's right. You, you got to surround yourself with the right people. You got to surround yourself with the, uh, with the best team, people that think like you, people that want the same goals and have the same values and are moving together in unison towards the same goal. 
That is so true. That is so true. So why did you uh, why did you choose real estate though? There's so many other ways that you can give back and and help people. What is it about real estate? And you know we are a real estate show, right? So uh, we talk a lot about real estate and whatnot. But yeah. so why did you choose real estate over any other industry to help other people? Yeah. So basically, um, when I was young, uh, I'm still young, but <laughs> when I was about you know eight, nine, ten, I remember driving around the city of Boston and also looking at these tall buildings, and I'm like, wow, one day I like to own one or at least build one. So I was always had an interest for real estate, but um, again, never had. A lot of friends or mentors or people that guided me towards real estate and how to start and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of uh, not confident in myself, uh, but I did like technology. And uh, believe it or not, during college and after college, I was getting so many job offers and recruiters call me for technology companies um, and nothing else. So, I mean, when you're 21, uh, 22 years old and someone's offer you, you know, 60, 70 K, you're like, what? I mean, I'm used to 625 an hour, but when you get these sort of time, right, you're going to take it. I mean, I did try to apply for certain real estate companies, but I wasn't selected. Um, it's unfortunate because sometimes they're looking for Ivy school uh, people or students, right? Um, but Right, but in hindsight, take, in hindsight, that might have been uh, the best thing that happened to you because then you wouldn't be here today. I was going to say that. And also... A quote that Steve Jobs said is, look at your life going backwards and connect the dots because it's going to make sense. Yep. Let me tell you, I'm so happy that I went through all the good and bad experiences in my life because it is who I am today. That's it's right. the reason why I'm here today uh, because all this tech, I mean, it's helped me with what I'm doing right now. And the reason the, how, how I got into real estate is just like everybody else listening. I, mean, I can't say 100%, but the most of us, COVID happened and that changed your life completely. In my mm -hmm. case, I was um, head of uh, business development uh, for a company called View Engineers, and uh, I was kind of, uh, they're, they're the VR uh, virtual reality glasses company, um, tech, and my clients were the military. They were at Fortune 100 companies, and I was traveling a lot, doing events, doing demos, um, et cetera. And uh, COVID happened, and they laid me off because I was one of the most expensive resources on the team. Um, so they laid me off and I'm like, okay, well, I just got married a few months ago. Um, this was back in 2020, right? I'm like, I'm married a few months ago. My wife is in a different country stuck. Um, I have a safety account, but, uh, this should not happen to me now. I should be stable by this time. And, uh, you know, I thought strong. I'm like, all right, well, let me see if I can apply for jobs. Nope, nope, nope. COVID froze, budget freezing. Everything's just, everything's just stop, halt. We're not hiring. So I'm like, all right, this sucks. Well, let me think and reflect because we're all locked in our houses, right? So I'm like, you know what? I think it's time to get into real estate. I've always wanted to do it. I'm very confident now about myself. I've taken many risks. I've learned so much from corporate, small, mini businesses, startups. Um, let's do it. So uh, I jumped in. I went to MIT and Harvard Business School for you know real estate investments, commercial real estate certifications. Uh, did some self-learning, self-starter stuff. Got into wholesaling, made twelve thousand dollars in two weeks, and I'm like, "This ah. work. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> yes, I'm in. This is it. I should have done it a long time ago." Uh, so then uh, I got myself a real estate coach as well, and uh, he kind of taught me the different aspects of real estate, how it works, and uh, I got really excited about raising capital. Uh, so I started networking uh, with folks within my alumni, you know, from both uh, MIT, Harvard, and. Uh, came by a guy um, who has an investment firm since 1973. Uh, he agreed to take me under his, his umbrella to teach me how to raise capital. Uh, so I started raising capital. 
Um, and at the same time, I'm like, all right, this works, but man, I love to do development deals, love to do X, Y, and Z, but I have no track record in real estate. I only have a track record in tech. And, uh, you know, this guy, Greg, from this company told me, dude, with your background in technology, that is your track record. Real estate is behind in tech. Look it up yourself. So did some research. I'm like, real estate is behind in tech, and they need people like me on their teams to increase their NOI. Um, so then I started researching. I'm like, ooh, 3D printing. Huh. Now, those folks who don't know me or know me, <laughs> I like to work always on big, impactful stuff. Um, it has to be cutting edge, innovative. Um, and um, I'm like, all right, I'll raise capital, but let me also start researching about 3D printing. Mm -hmm. And while I'm doing that, um, I met uh, a woman named Jean from here, from Boston, Massachusetts. She's done it for six years, 3D printing, masks, shoes, medical devices. I mean, she's an expert in this. Uh, but her weaknesses was real estate. And I'm like, let me go in there uh, and be her partner. So, you know, within like two months, I got her a few projects um, and she got excited. We began to partner up together. And then that's where the kind of the 3D printing journey started. While on the back end, I'm raising capital, I'm consulting uh, property managers, uh, multifamily operators on how to use prop tech or technologies to increase NOI, make them much more efficient. Uh, and that's where things kept popping up. And then at the same time, that's where Impact NX also started uh, because I met a, my business partner, uh, Brendan, who, uh, who was doing his grants on the side as a side hustle. Uh, and I told him, dude, can you help me um, boost my real estate business with this grant? And uh, he said, yeah, sure. So I paid him. I got it. And then I told him, dude, let's turn into the business. He taught me. We both merged together. And now that impacted my real estate business. It impacted our friends and family's businesses. And then now I have like two businesses growing at the same time. Um, so that's really how I got into, into real estate. Literally just hands-on experience, thrown into the fire, self-empowered. Uh, and two years later, here I am. That's a beautiful story. Right. So That's fantastic. People say, oh, it's hard to, to begin. It's, it's hard to change my career. There's so many excuses that comes up. And it's true. I mean, <laughs> I tell folks, listen, if, you, if you're not happy with the situation, your life change it change it it's never too late to change even if you dedicate one hour per week to get to where you want to be that's all it takes but it's all about execution and you doing the first step that's it yeah that's right you know who was it uh uh colonel sanders started kentucky fried chicken at 60 65 years old that's right right ray Kroc was in his 40s 50s so i mean you're, you're never too old to start. It's all it's all up here. It's all it's, it's all, all it's all in your head, right? I, I tell folks, listen. We all grew up with the word in our mind. Fear means being scared of something. I tell folks, listen. Teach yourself this definition of fear, and teach your kids this as well. Rather than looking at fear as being scared of something, take fear as face everything and rise mm -hmm. that is so powerful same thing with fail don't be scared of failing it means first attempt in learning there you go that's right that's the way it put, is put that on your wall in your refrigerator see it every single day that's gonna pump you up that's gonna right. take all the the berries away mm -hmm. do you have children not yet. We're actually in that so, motion, in that process. <laughs> so one thing that you learn when you have kids, I have two daughters, and one thing that, that you know, realization that comes to you, you know, talking about failure is that 
the only way a child, a baby, a person learns how to do everything that we do as an adult, which is drink water from a glass, uh, eat with a spoon and a fork and a knife, walk, talk, run, backwards, hop, skip. That was all learned through failing. That's right. Everything that we've done, right? You know, you see a baby wants to suck its thumb. Oh, it goes in here. Uh, uh, nah, uh, uh, until it goes there. Oh, that's where it goes. Okay. Now, now that's where it goes, right? You know, peas go over here and, and pasta goes over here before it goes in here, right? They, right. They, they crawl backwards before they can crawl forward. That's so right. everything that we are, every person, every, every human being is who they are and learned everything through failure. But somewhere along the line, through our educational systems, we've been taught that failure is a bad thing. And that we should stay away from failure, right? You know, on the test, oh, you got 10 wrong. Yeah, okay, that's great. So I got 10 wrong. That means I, I next time I'll get eight wrong. Next time I'll get seven wrong. Next time I'll get six wrong. And I'll, uh, you know, I, now, I look at failure also as saying, well, now I know that didn't work. So I have less things to try to go to, to make it work, right? Because we right. fail, we fail, we fail until we figure it out. That's so right. we shouldn't be afraid to fail. I was at a mastermind and this guy walked, stood up one day and he goes, he goes, you know, I'm, I, I want to do this business. He goes, but, but how do I minimize the risk? How do I do this? And so I just looked at him. I said, dude, you know what? You're going to fail. First of all, understand you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail. The minute you can grasp that idea, the minute you can accept the fact that you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes and okay, that's just part of it and move on. Mm -hmm. The fat, the easier it'll be for you to make those mistakes and move on. You're not, it's, it's, it's how we attach the meaning that we attach to the failures and to everything that really screws with us. Right. That's right. Also comes down to what you say to yourself. That's really, really important. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, we tend to be sensitive or we tend to take what people say, you know, serious into our hearts and uh, mm -hmm. we shouldn't. Um, yep. And uh, I mean, there are times where I talk to myself and, you know, people be like, this guy crazy or something. But you know what? That's fine. Say that. But I think it's important that we love ourselves and we have conversations with ourselves. Screw everybody else. You mm -hmm. have to be happy. At the end of the day, it's just you, really. <laughs> it's just you, no matter what. So I think um, I think it's healthy for people to speak to themselves. Build that relationship with yourself. Be strong and confident. And uh, just block out noises. Block out noises. Absolutely. I have to do that. Many people went, I mean, people see all these awards right here, right? You see that? Mm -hmm. I had to go through roadblocks. I had to go through people being negative. Even my own family saying, you're going the wrong way. You're going to become a failure. This is not the right way. What are you doing? Stop doing that. I had to go against my family to get to where I am today. And now they just, their mindset now has completely changed because I proved them wrong. And I proved many people wrong. So I had to go through many negative, um, you know, things that I had to listen and see uh, to get to where I am today. So if mm -hmm. I can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely. Examples. Absolutely. You know, you gotta, you know, we we put on those noise canceling headphones to cancel out all the noise and just to keep what we want inside. Yeah. So it's very, you know, it's very important to have the right soundtrack playing when you're putting on those headphones, right? That's right. I mean, you have two options, I say. 
program yourself or be programmed by others. It's that simple, right? You're either you're you're either creating your life or you're helping someone create their life and their empire. I, I knew it by age 23 when I had my first corporate um, experience at uh, at Bose. It was I mean it was pretty cool. I mean I still have all the speakers and everything else, but just getting up at 7:30, going to work at eight, getting out by you know 4 p.m. and then that's it. <laughs> I'm like no, there's this, there's more to life than this. I'm, I mean, yeah, eight to five, you get home, kind of tired, eat, then TV, and then sleep, and the next day, same thing. I mean, there's more to life. I mean, I respect people who like that life, but because I've been able to travel, I mean, I'm fortunate I've been able to travel and see different perspectives in life. I can tell you that, man, life is meant to be lived. And uh, I mean, this is a traveling investor, right? And That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Um, it's a beautiful world out there. I'm not saying you have to travel to get it, but I can tell you that there's a lot of things better out there that um, we can do. It's not just nine to five and come home and kind of repeat the motions. Um, and that's why I'm here to kind of spread that vibration, spread that uh, mindset, uh, because life is beautiful. It's meant to be um, lived. And when people tell me what's my passion, I tell them, you know what? My passion is to live life. I don't have one or two or three. If I have We got some technical difficulties, folks. Locked into one thing. Are we mm -hmm. back? Yes, we are. We're back. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you 100%. And that's why this show exists. This is why, um, uh, you know, my coaching program exists. This is why you exist. This is why you're out there speaking, educating, writing, because we understand that life has to be lived. And the way to live life is by meeting new people, by, by experiences, by creating right. memories, right? That's right? It's all about creating memories. What kind of memories are you going to create? And, you know, and like you said, you don't have to experience life by traveling all the time. Find something that you're passionate about. Find something that inspires you, that, that, that makes you want to wake up in the morning and you're already halfway there. Because right. then you're going to experience life through different glasses. You're going to experience life through a different mentality, a different mindset. You're going to wake up in the morning going, thank God I get to wake up and do what I do. I'm so happy that I get to do that. That's right. And the biggest excuse that people say is, how do I start? Simple. Choose something that piques your interest and sign up. And if you're scared, that's completely normal because scare means growing. Scare means learning something new. Scare that's means right. To be comfortable, you have to be uncomfortable. It's the same rule everywhere. That's the only way to do it. It says certain laws of the universe that work no matter where you're from, what language you speak, right? Righty, lefty, whatever it is, right? If you're scared, that means that you're breaking out of your comfort zone and that you're moving into an uncomfortable place. And the universe says in that uncomfortable place is where everything lies, where, where excitement, experience, new things you know everything failure even failure which is not a bad thing right failure and success live in the uncomfortable space that's not that's right. right and we just have to appreciate it we have to understand it and we have to go out there and and live with it um so how how are you um you know what is it you know you because I, I i read that you're all you know you're you're an investor you're an author uh, what what some of the books that you've written? 
Yeah, so I wrote a, I wrote a book back in 2015 um, called Tradition, Meet Innovation, Catching Up to Millennials. And basically that book was built upon my experience working at the Apple Store as a salesperson. I've had, um, you know, I, I've been fortunate to be working under Steve Jobs and also being there for the iPad launch, iPhone launches. And uh, man, I see many generations that didn't understand technology um, and people who got into this Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like that whole movement, that era changed everything. And uh, many business owners didn't know what to do, how to start, how to modify, how to adapt. And uh, so I, I read a book about, you know, outbound marketing or traditional sales marketing and how that has converted into inbound marketing and how marketing sales works together, how we leverage platforms, technology to, you know, triple our revenues. So educating people on that. And what's great about it, it ties into now 2022, right? What I'm doing with Impact Annex, which is the same thing, inbound marketing, but using what you know up here to now impact a lot more lives and also uh, support your financial bottom line for your business. And, and that book is on Amazon. And believe it or not, I'm the only all those Santana author on Amazon for now. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's another cool. way to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Which, by the way, I wrote that book because it was on my bucket list, my dreams. Uh-huh. And any teachers out there listening to to uh, to this podcast, they know I'm a bad writer. They know I wasn't the best student in English courses, all that stuff. So, but that didn't stop me because what I learned is that you know what? It doesn't matter if you have bad grammar, if you have bad English, if you have bad writing skills. The most important thing is now you can tell yourself, I'm an author and I have a book out there. And it's 60 pages. Who said it has to be 300,000 pages? No, it could be even 20 pages. The most important thing is that you do it, you execute it, and you can say, I'm an author, it's on Amazon. That's it. That's oh. it. That's oh. a step. It's baby steps, folks. Baby steps, little by little. And I have a second book coming out soon. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is fantastic, man. Congratulations. And and I love it because, you know, I, I myself am not a college graduate. You're, you're, you graduated MIT. MIT, went to Harvard. Northeastern University and UMass Lowell and Middlesex Community College because I started from the bottom to get to the top. What 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 I what I love is that we have two people from different spectrums, Harvard, Ivy League graduate. I didn't graduate college, but we both understand that it's all about passion. It's all about just that's right doing it. Just that's doing right. it, right? Listen, the reason why I kept Furthering my education mainly is because I want my kids when they grow up, they say, hey, you know what? Daddy did it. That means I can do it too. I'm not going to obligate my kids to go to college because I've seen what the world's all about now. I know what business is all about now. And I'm going to keep that optional for my, for my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, you don't really have to go to school to do what you want to do in life. That's right. We have so many tools, resources, video knowledge. Everything's accessible to us. There's no more excuses. But I wanted to do it for myself to prove, hey, I can do this. But I also want to show my kids that, hey, if daddy can do it, I can do it too, because we need more role models out there in this world. I do speaking engagements to the Boys and Girls Club and YMCA. You'd be surprised. There's kids that look like me who have never seen a Dominican or Latino or whatever in a suit, in a tie. I got that feedback from a smaller boy. I've never seen a Dominican wear a suit and a tie before. I'm like, what? You know? So there's many stories like that out there. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to become an example for many youth out there that, hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely, Simple. man. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful, that's a, that, that's the way to go out and do it, right? If I can do it, you can do it, man. 
You got to go out and you got to just, you got to take the bull by the horns and you got to run with it. And you can never, ever look back. Don't let anybody, you know, I talk about, you know, the tagline is master your mind, body and wallet because it's a holistic, we're a holistic being, right? And you can't just work the mind without having, you know, without working the body and without working the soul. And then you got to have money to be able to, you know, fund all of your, all of your habits and your hobbies. But the mind, what what you let in to that garden, right? This is the Garden of Eden between our ears. That's right. Right. This is the most plentiful, the most fruitful, the best place to be. And it's also the worst place to be. That's right. You know, no one in this podcast can say, um, well, you guys are lucky because, you know, you guys have money. You guys did it. No, 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 no. We started from zero. We started from nothing. There's times where, you know, I had my ups and downs. My credit score hit 430. I was broke, right? This was a few years ago. So it's really the mind. There's no excuses here. It's Absolutely. really possible if you change your Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. So, Ronaldo, tell me quickly. Um, we got a few minutes left. So what kind, you know, let, let's talk technology if you don't mind. You know, technology and real estate. How, where do you see technology and real estate coming together? I know we spoke a little bit about, you know, 3D printing and, and doing the 3D printing homes and whatnot. How else has, how else can technology impact real estate? Yeah. Um, so basically for those folks that know the terminology prop tech stands for property technology, uh, that is changing the way we interact with their properties. And now that, you know, I'm in the space and I have my nonprofit for profit real estate, I tell folks, you know, what my vision is, is make these properties come alive. Let them start pumping out data for us. Let us get a lot more connected with our properties. And what that means is, you know, it can be having a mobile app that connects with different sensors around the property. For example, there's a water sensors. It can be around boilers, toilets, because one of the biggest expenses is water flowing, right? Over toilets, pipes bursting, et cetera. Now we have technology. (laughs) I know. So now we have sensors that can go around these areas that have predictive analytics technologies that tells you when things are going to happen before it happens and allows you to remotely from your phone, either Wi-Fi or cellular, to turn off the water pipes to um, mm. really kind of make changes on the spot. Or if you're in a different country, it doesn't matter, but you can prevent things before it happens. Um, there's controlling lights, security cameras, um, temperature, understanding who's using a lot more heat than the other apartments, you know, how to shut that off remotely if that person hasn't uh, access their apartment in a long time, right? To save costs. So this property sends you data as a property manager or, or landlord, and it tells you where you can save money, where you, where you can make adjustments, um, how to make tenants happier with, te- you know, mm-hmm. providing more tech uh, into the buildings. I mean, more young people are beginning to rent apartments. So how to, how to make this environment healthy for them, enjoyable, uh, but at the same time, also enjoyable for the par- property manager. Because uh, one of the things is that tenants want to be answered quickly. And by having, you know, these sort of prop tech with an app, I mean, you can communicate very quickly with your property manager um, and uh, basically making process much more efficient. What's right. great about this is that insurance companies love technology and it loves when you can make it much more, you know, secured, which means mm-hmm. discounts for the landlord. So overall, I mean, these type of technologies are, you know, increasing NOI, is decreasing risk, uh, saving you some money and increasing the value of property, which overall is great for investors and great for landlords. So that's some of the ways. Uh, another way is through virtual reality. I mean, doing 360 uh, camera tours. I mean, that that business 
was tremendous, uh, and it still is. I mean, when COVID happened, uh, we couldn't really do showings. Um, <laughs> you know, being able to just walk around with, with a 360 camera and then uploading that into YouTube as some ads and let that explode everywhere and bring all those leads to the leasing office and just closing deals virtually. That's a big thing right there. Oof, that was huge. <laughs> that was huge. That was yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. So that's that's changing. I mean, we've all heard about blockchain and, and AI and crypto. That's also changing the game, um, allowing international investors to invest now into funds, allowing everyone to have a piece of a property, having ownership with that. Um, so we're going to see a lot of changes within the next five years. Um, same thing as um, augmented reality um, and mm -hmm. virtual reality. Like I mentioned, a second point is when it comes to development, one of the biggest issues have been communications and deadlines and being on the same page. Well, now you can be anywhere around the world and enter a virtual room, see a virtual property, uh, you know, be with be with the PM, the designer architects, all in the same room digitally, point out certain things uh, and come to an agreement. Um, so that's also solving a lot of pain points uh, when it comes to the, the, the development world of things. And also, again, I'm going deep, 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 but there's now algorithms to, uh, to you know, help data come into place when it comes to Excel um and being efficient when it comes to you know acquisition or syndications um providing higher you know return rates for investors so there's everyday new software new startups coming up and that's phenomenal i mean i i'm just i look forward to the future um again i'm always looking to be on top of it right now i'm trying to pave the way to be one of the first one of the first multifamily operators focused only on 3d printing and that itself is a headache um, like i mentioned earlier but uh, but by going through this process, at least I can pave the way so that if any other investors or operators like to partner up, I've done the hard work. We can just scale up, you know. But uh, all that takes takes support, takes feedback, time, um, and uh, execution. You know? mm hmm You got to build the right team around you. You got to yes. build a team of people around you, right? Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. Awesome. That's I'm working on. So, Ronaldo, how can people reach out to you if they want to get involved more in uh, your uh, nonprofit? Yeah, uh, so there's two ways. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, Reynaldo Antonio Santana, or just type oh, in Reynaldo yeah. Santana. I have a photo with myself uh, shaking hands with Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple. It's pretty cool. And um, that's one way. Second way is my nonprofit website is www.esg, which stands for, by the way, uh, environmental social governance, which is a big topic in real estate now in terms of impacting investing. But esghousing.org is my nonprofit. And then for the Impact Annex, it's uh, www.impactannex.org. Awesome, man. Right. Ronaldo, thank you so much for being on the show. Keep kicking ass. Keep being the example. Keep helping everybody out there. Um, let me know when you're ready to build that first 3D printed house. I'm there and multifamily. I definitely want to get involved in that as well. That is something that I've been looking at for a while now as well, because cool. that yeah. is definitely the future of where we're going. And I uh, would love to be a, a part of that movement. Uh, awesome. Travelers, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Every week, we're live, 3 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio and all the different podcast stations. I'm Nitsan Moser, the traveling investor. Until we meet again, I'll see you next week somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Take care, everyone. Ciao. Thank you.